Hello and welcome to episode 15 of the Happy Raccoon Podcast. My name is Mason Cratch. I am the creator and host and master of this shindig. If this is your first time here, welcome. If this is your last time here, goodbye. And if this is your third or fourth episode, thanks so much for tuning in and sticking around. Gosh, episode 15. Uh, First thing I want to say right off the bat uh, is I have an awesome announcement, and that is that this Saturday, which is May 29th, I'll be doing my first public podcast recording. What that means is I will be headed down to Montrose, Pennsylvania, and I'll be meeting with the great team at My Cup of Coffee, or Cuppa Coffee, uh, as they're doing their grand opening this Saturday uh, in Church Street, which is in Montrose, um, and I should have the address on here for the podcast, but let's be honest, I'm really just using this sound bit as a social media post, so check it out on my Facebook or Instagram page. But I'll be there for about four hours this Saturday, the 29th, from 9 a.m. until around noon, and I'll be doing public podcast recording. And what that basically means is that I'm going to be uh, meeting strangers there and inviting them to come on the podcast in person. It's going to be super uh, random, abrupt, and I'm going to meet all sorts of strange people, I'm assuming. I'm going to be offering to buy people a cup of coffee from my cup of coffee. So if you're interested in being on my podcast and getting a free cup of coffee this weekend, come on down to my cup of coffee in Montrose this Saturday. I've been working with um, the owner over there, she is fantastic. She's got a great little business set up there, and I'm looking forward to her launch, and I'm looking forward to working with her um, on this really fun podcast recording event. So now that that is that, uh, I just want to get into a couple different things this week. Uh, first of all, the mask mandate for at least New York is over if you're vaccinated, and what this means is that it's over for everyone. Um, actually, I'm actually a little surprised to see so many people wearing masks. I thought that the masks would be pretty much over and people who weren't vaccinated would still wear them. But, um, no, there's, there's, I still go to the grocery store and there's still like, most of the people are still masks masked, which surprises me, especially my area, which is a lot more conservative. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. I know like the first couple of times that I went out without a mask, I fell very naked on my face. I have this wonderful luscious beard that I need to trim down actually um, that helps me feel covered up but with the mask you really feel covered up and so I went out and I feel like I was like letting my tongue hang out and uh, and being all weird but yeah it was definitely super weird um, to no longer have the masks it's an exciting thing um, I am vaccinated I got both of my vaccines about a month ago um, and uh, you know to each his own a lot of people don't like the the mask um, or the mask mandate being removed. A lot of people don't like getting the vaccine. I tend to err on the side of everyone just mind their own business and go about their day as they so please. I got vaccinated. I'm not going to wear a mask anymore. If I am asked to in private businesses, I will happily do that, um, especially because I like to put the government in their place as much as possible. And so the government says no masks, that's a good thing, but I'm only going to listen to really the store owners. If the store owner wants me to wear a mask or the coffee shop owner or the restaurant owner wants me to wear a mask, I will wear one. Um, If they don't care, I will not wear one. But any chance I get to not follow government's rules, I would like to do that because let's be honest with each other. The government has enough power as it is. Um, so another thing that is kind of exciting is that this podcast is going to be 
um, taking a turn and changing in its personality a little bit. It's going to be growing and maturing in its own way. Um, and what I mean by that is that, you know, we have had a ton of fun on here. Um, I have had a lot of different guests. I've talked a lot about reality TV. I've talked a lot about my own stories. Um, I've goofed around a lot on here and those things are totally okay. I have gone a little overboard sometimes in the things that I say. I don't apologize for that because I'm just, you know, I'm me and I'm having a good time. Um, However, uh, this podcast has been um, a train without a conductor for a long time. Um, And we're at 15 episodes. Um, The listener group is slowly growing and that's really exciting. Um, But at what point do I need to um, really steer this in a direction that I want it to go in the future? Because right now I've just been having a good time. Um, I kind of had a mindset of it you know, if it fails, great. If it succeeds, great. Um, and it hasn't failed. And I wouldn't necessarily say that it has succeeded dramatically. Um, but I will say that it's on a trajectory of success and that's a good thing, but I really want to figure out a little bit more about what I want this podcast to be and how I want it to grow. And ultimately, you know, Becca and I, you know, I started this podcast with her full support, um, which has been amazing. Um, and I really appreciate her for that. Um, but you know, I really, um, I really did, um, you know, have the intention of making this podcast about our journey to pursuing ministry. Um, you know, her and I have been wanting to pursue ministry for a long time and we're finally approaching, um, a time where, you know, we can actually do that. Um, and so, you know, this podcast has been, you know, a a silly, goofy time for a while. And I love that, but we really want to start focusing more on talking more about, um, what it is that I'm learning in school, what it is that, how, how Christ is moving in our lives and really focusing the happy raccoon podcast more on that. Cause that is our entire goal here. And that is our focus. So with that being said, um, I'm still going to talk about weird news stories of the week. Every once in a while, we're still going to do funny bits, Um, you know, Becca really enjoyed last episode where we reviewed all the apples at our local grocery store because we seriously didn't know what apples are the best apples. Um, we're, we're going to still do random stuff like that all the time. You know, obviously I'm going and I'm meeting with some random people this weekend. It's still going to have that very random sporadic happy raccoon, you know, brand about it. But, um, we are going to focus a little bit more on the task at hand and we want to share more of that with you. And all that to say, actually, um, one really exciting thing that has happened this week is that I started school again, which is great. So I was going to um, Grace School of Theology online. It was in Texas. That was a real good time. I learned a lot there, but I just transferred to Ethnos 360 Bible Institute, which is in Waukesha, Wisconsin. And if you've been around on this podcast before, you know that that is our Uh, Most current goal is to move to Waukesha to be going to school in person, Um, but right now we're doing online. I just started. Becca, of course, already graduated back in 2016. From then, it was uh, New Tribes Bible Institute, which is where we met in Jackson, Michigan, uh, when we were just children. Um, But anyway, so she's finished. I am not, and, and me finishing school with Ethnos 360 is the next step for us. Um, in our grand goal of going into ministry at some point. Again, we don't really know what kind of ministry yet. All we know is that we want to go into ministry. So um, so right now, 
Um, the, the setup is that I'm really just taking electives right now. Um, and so I'm taking electives this semester or for the summer. So I have an elective through mid-July, and then I have an elective from July till about September. And then I only have one class all the way from September till January. And at that point, I will be all caught up to jump in with, um, I think it'll be the juniors at that point. Um, and then um, I only have about a year left from there. Maybe I think a little, maybe a little bit more than that. But the good thing is I'm going to be getting a lot of electives done. So um, I'm really going to have um, be able to take my family to Wisconsin, hopefully in the fall of 2022, um, and we'll be able to really enjoy the environment a little bit more and not kill myself entirely with um, a lot of electives to meet the amount of credit hours necessary to graduate. So um, right now I'm just focusing on electives and the class at hand throughout the mid-July is Love of God with Mike Sullivan, who is the teacher. And Mike is awesome. Mike is, um, he's a very old gentleman. Um, but so far I've really enjoyed the classes. Um, I finished the first one obviously. Um, and then I'm about halfway through the second lesson. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that, that's sort of like a broad picture of where Beck and I are at as far as the school goes. Um, we're, you know, we're really excited to um, be finally back in it and start to see some of our goals come to fruition. Um, but yeah, so all that to say is where does the podcast fit in all of that? Well, right now the, the goal is, is for um, the next little while um, and for the foreseeable future, honestly, is I'm going to be sharing a little bit more about what it is that I'm learning at Ethnos 360 Bible Institute, what classes I'm taking, um, what I'm learning from that, how I'm growing from that as an individual. Um, and I'm also going to be having guests come on with the goal of, of course, hearing their life story, but also getting their opinion on what I'm learning in class and having some opportunities to debate um, what it is that I'm learning in, in my schoolwork. So um, that is kind of where we are. So right now, I'm taking love of God. Um, it's been it's been great. Um, and I'm going to share with you guys the first homework assignment Um but uh, let me see here. Mike Sullivan, man. What a guy. He's great. Um, he took off three points off of my homework, which is fine. I'm not hurt. Um, but it was out of 100. So I got a 97, which I think my mom, my mom is a pretty avid listener of this here podcast. And uh, anyways, my mom knows that if I got a 97, that's pretty darn good for me. So and any of her children, we are not, um, we're not the most academically inclined yet, but our next generation, both of her adopted kids and my children, they will be better. I am certain of it. So, um, so our first homework assignment, um, it's really, the questions are really a lot of in-depth questions about reading through scripture and of the lesson and some other reading portions of it. Um, so the first question, um, I thought it was really interesting, and I'm going to talk about that a little bit. I'm not going to answer every, or I'm not going to talk about every question, um, because I'm not going to force you guys to sit through school as well, especially if some of you guys find that very boring. Last thing I want to do is you guys to be bored, taking time out of your day to listen to little old Mason. Um, but question um, one was, um, how would you answer a person who asks the question, does love exist? Um, that was a really interesting one, and I had to ponder that for quite a while. So does love um, exist. Um, so in order to answer this question, I thought to myself, what really is love? Um, 
And love is, is I think, a ginormous feeling. And uh, I think a lot of people assume that a lot of people want to be really fancy and say that love is a verb. Um, and I get that notion. I get that, you know, there is love languages and there is acts of love and there's things that we do to um, to show love to other people. And those things are all great. Um, but I think truly what love is, is it's a tremendous feeling towards another person. That's why that's why we see people fall out of love. Um, it's why sometimes you no longer love certain things of the world. Um, and it's, you know, I think that um, love truly is a ginormous feeling of of emotion towards something. Um, and that's a positive emotion. It's a loving emotion. So that's, that's my interpretation of love. Um, currently that could change over time. But, um, I think that what people often mix up is that, um, love is this enormous feeling and it's an amazing thing. Um, and a lot of people want to say that love is a verb and that you have to love, um, and you have to put effort into love. And I think that, um, that has its own place. And what I would call that is I call that loving well. Um, and pursuing to love well. Um, I think that, you know, I love my wife very much. Um, but when, you know, I, you know, maybe, um, you know, dishonor her in whatever way, it isn't me um, not loving her. It's just me not being a good husband, right? So, um, you know, that the idea of love being a verb and determining your love for something by how much you're willing to do for someone, it can be a, a dangerous game to play. So, um, love to me is, is, uh, is an enormous feeling, but I think that loving well is something that people often assume is just love. But, you know, I love my, my wife well by listening to her needs and her wants and pursuing her every single day. And to me, that is, that is loving well rather than just, um, you know, the actual love. That's just me loving well because I want to be a good husband. Those things take effort. Those things don't come naturally. I don't think they come naturally to anyone to be um, selfless. I'm, you know, not often good at that. Um, I do work really hard to be a good husband because being a good husband and being a good father is my number one goal in life. Um, but so that's sort of the first portion of, of my answer to that is that I had to break down what love really is. And, and that way I can answer the question, which is, does love really exist? And my answer is that love absolutely does exist. Um, I believe that our very existence is an example of love, um, an incredible love that, you know, that God um, wanted companionship and he wanted human beings um, and he wanted his own creation to have a relationship with him. Um, and I think that, that we were we were created out of love and out of God's ability to love. Um, and he obviously shows that love throughout throughout scripture. Um, but I think that our very existence really is based out of, out of love. Um, you know, it says several times throughout scripture that, um, you know, our ability to love was because God loved us first. Um, and I think that, um, you know, those who, who know Jesus know love well, um, and, and understand what love really is. And I think that, um, it's unfortunate when people miss that because Christianity is not dressing nice um, for church on Sundays. It's not how much money you give to the church. It really is just about loving well um, and knowing Jesus's love and becoming um, the epitome of love towards other people. Um, and actually in my homework assignment, um, I can try and find it here. Um, so let's see here. Um I can't find them here. I think it's in First Corinthians. Um, yeah, right. First Corinthians thirteen, I believe. Um, and it talks just about 
um, how how little we are without love, and and you can have the ability to speak tongues and to do miraculous things, but without love, we are we are nothing. And I think that's a really good testament to um, to God's intention for love, and and the intention for um, of God's love was never for us to put our love into our earthly things, but into each other, um, and and putting our love to Him, um, and rather than pursuing our own interests. So. That's kind of how I answered um, the first question. Um, that one I didn't get any points taken off of. Um, and uh, let's see, did I miss anything in there? I don't think so. All right, so the next question um, I thought would be interesting to talk about um, is tell me five specific incidents from life around you, personal experiences, or a news item that caused people to wonder if love is real. Avoid general terms like abuse, murder, war, etc., and refer to specific illustrations and incidents in life or past or present struggles in your your family or your friends have faced. Um, this one took me a little while to answer. It was particularly tricky, um, but uh, essentially what I came up with is um, the five instances that have impacted me that have made me question whether or not love is real, I think is, is a lot of people would share this with me is that recently the, you know, incredible, um, incredibly, you know, frustrating and, and rather disgraceful political atmosphere that we're in right now, um, really dictates and, and really, um, pushes people towards, um, hating people or disliking people that think differently than them. Um, you know, I sat down the other day and I thought to myself, like, you know, what are, um, you know, what are some like major American cultural things that other cultures would not understand or would not like, wouldn't get. Um, and I did it mostly as a joke, right? Cause I thought to myself of really random things in Papua New Guinea that were really culturally wrong and I thought were weird. So, you know, one of those things was, you know, if you're going, through like uh, the market, um, and you know, there's people just piled everywhere, on, and they're selling you know types of vegetables that it flies all over, it and it's laid out on this dirty blue tarp, right? I mean, you're just in like a a dirty atmosphere, and and you'd think that you know in American culture that like when there's that much mass hysteria and and grossness, you'd think that um, their rules would kind of um, there'd be no like real rules of cleanliness or of respect in personal spaces. You know, it's kind of like when you go to like a Dodger game and, you know, the Dodger game's over. It's a sold out game, 56,000 people. Everyone's leaving the stadium. You know, you're not really worried necessarily about your elbow bumping into somebody. But if it was just two people on a sidewalk, it'd be a little weird, right? But you're not really worried about bumping into someone because it's just kind of like, you know, the rules are kind of gone right now because everyone's on top of each other. It's a weird situation. But in New Guinea, um, it is wrong for you to step over someone's legs because you are disrespecting them or even cursing them. In America, a different scenario, right? If someone has got their legs in the ground in a crowded market and you need to step over them to go to the next thing, no big deal. Um, another thing is that they got tarps on the ground that are filthy dirty, that have dirty vegetables all over it. If you so step on just the corner of that tarp, you're disrespecting the person selling uh, the, the food and the person's tarp. And a lot of times they'll demand that you buy everything that they have, but that's just mostly taking advantage of the situation. Um, so where am I going with this, right? Um, so I, I was thinking about, you know, what things in America are, um, culturally 
weird for other countries. And so one of the things I thought about was that when, um, you know, in a professional setting, but a lot of time just in any setting that, you know, if you have guests coming over to your house, sorry, I'm yawning. Um, if you have guests that come over to your house um, and the door opens, it's, it's rude for us to remain seated. When someone enters the room, you normally stand up and you greet them and you meet them at eye level and then you can sit down and decompress. I don't know for certain, but there's a lot of cultures where they don't look at that as the same thing. In fact, you know, a lot of cultures, they eat laying down, things like that, where it's just different. Um, so all that to say, um, I actually have no idea where I was going with that. But, um, I, you know, our culture right now is in crisis. Um, and I think that um, there's a lot of benefits to, um, there's a lot of benefits within the political atmosphere to allow America to quarrel. Um, you know, there's a lot of money being thrown around. Um, I mean, do you think that if Donald Trump and Joe Biden were best of buddies, um, do you think that Joe Biden would have as much leeway or as much leverage to stand on when asking for donations for his political campaign? Or same thing with Donald Trump. I mean, if Donald Trump were to go out and say, yeah, you know what, Joe Biden, not that bad of a guy. He, you know, he seems nice. His policies are a little bit different from mine, but not too bad. Um, he's not too radical. You know, he's, you know, he does have a good head on his shoulders, whatever. Um, people aren't going to be as motivated to give money, right? That's at least my take on it. Um, it's a little more complex than that even, but, um, politicians in the media, they have nothing to gain from us as a culture getting along with one another. Um, and I think that there is uh, um, a lot of evidence that our own country is trying to tear itself apart. Um, and so I noted that as something that I feel um, frustrates me and makes me you know, doubt the love within our own community because um, the government is working really, really hard to to push us all away from one another and to disband us as um, as a country and as a neighborhood and as a community. Um, it's only because someone thinks differently than another. Um, they want to really make the people on the opposite end of the political aisle look really, really despicable in some way. Um, and a lot of times they are despicable, right? And a lot of times they're they're very frustrating. But um, the truth of the matter is, is that it's not right for us to. Um, to hate anyone for for one, but it's not right for us to allow a political figure to to dictate um, the way we feel about others in our community. So that was one answer that I had. Um, Let's see here. Obviously, the high divorce rate in the United States, um, I think is a big doubt for a lot of people. I see a super, super cringy thing on social media right now um, is that... uh, um, well, a big cringy thing on social media is that celebrity when when celebrities break up, a lot of people will say, "Oh, I just don't believe in love anymore. I can't believe it." So, for instance, John Mulaney, the comedian, and his wife are getting a divorce that they announced. A lot of people said, "Oh, if John Mulaney and his wife can't stay married, then neither will I." Let me also remind you that John Mulaney just got out of rehab for cocaine and alcohol addiction. It sounds like there's a lot of problems going on. Probably not the most rock steady relationship, I would assume, if those things are mixed in. So probably shouldn't base your opinion on love off of celebrity couples, let alone celebrity couples that are dealing with addictions. However, um, regardless of that, the divorce rate in the United States is rather high. Um, you know, uh, divorce is being normalized more and more in our um you know, community rather than rebuilding a relationship, people are saying, no, it's good. Let's, let's divorce and co-parent, um, or let's divorce and just be friends, things like that. Um, that is certainly not what God intended marriage to be. Um, sometimes it's absolutely necessary. Um, and, and sometimes it's one of those things where, 
Um, it's tragic, but it, you know, it's, if it's best to move forward, um, and, and, and you think that that's where God is leading you and you feel like you can, you know, praise him more on that level. Um, you know, I think that is different. Um, I'd also say that God's view of marriage, um, is a little different than our view of marriage, right? God doesn't look at divorce happening when, you know, um, a government paper is signed. That's not what God views divorce as, um, However, God knows the matter of, of the heart, and so divorce rates are a little rampant right now. Um, one thing, and I've been pretty pretty open about this on on this podcast, um, but I think the accessibility of pornography is really affecting the intimate love between relationships and marriages. Um, I think that is, it's not something that affects uh, my marriage or affects me, but I know it's something that a lot of people I know have battled um, throughout their entire lives. Um, and the accessibility of it is just another sign that it's being normalized right now. And it's being, um, you know, it's being looked at as something that's okay. Um, it's even being looked at as something that marriages can adopt into their own relationships. And that's just not something that, um, is particularly exciting for me. Um, but anyways, so those were just a couple of questions. Uh, I did get one point marked off for the pornography portion because I misspelled pornography. Imagine that, um, I know it's funny, as I filled out this homework assignment, I realized that I haven't done um, a homework assignment in a while, and I forgot that you're supposed to like put your name at the top left and the date and the assignment number, whatever. I just put this document with like a title on it like a you know idiot. So sorry about that, Mr. Sullivan. Um, real strange. I think Mr. Sullivan was not only my wife's teacher at one point, I think he was also my parents' teacher at one point because they went through the school as well, but he's seriously like... No offense to Mr. Solman if he's hearing this, but he's seriously like, um, he's an old guy. He's an old, old dude. Um, so the scriptures that we read through um, throughout this lesson, um, that if you want to, you know, I think it'd be kind of cool if, if listeners to this podcast wanted to sort of join me in in uh, some of the assignments. So um, one of the assignments that I had that I would encourage you to join with me would be to read First um, John chapter 4, verse 6 through 12. Um, I was asked to pick out 10 or more truths about love that I learned from this specific passage in scripture. Um, so if you want to almost treat this podcast as a devotional, when I go through my schoolwork, I would love that personally, hop on, grab your Bible, man, let's settle in. Let's go through it together. I think that'd be great. Um, in fact, you should probably just pause it cause I'm actually not going to go through this whole thing together, but anyway, sit down and read it. Um, I can see how fast I can pull up. I didn't realize how far to the right first John was. I mean, first John is like, you know, it's, it's pretty over there. All right, here we go. So first John, I'm just going to read this here. Um, first John chapter four, I felt like the, the Mr. Sullivan accidentally threw in verse six here because the verse six didn't really have any context with seven through 12. Um, but you know, who knows? Um, okay. So starting with six per the homework assignment, it says we are from God. He knows God listens to us. He who is not from God does not listen to us. By this, we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Now that is, that's verse six. And that is why I think that that was an accident. He didn't mean to put in verse six there. Um, because that is very different from what we're going to read verse 7 through 12. But to give you context of what they are talking about there, that is um, chapter uh, chapter 4, verse 1 through 6 of uh, 1 John. 
And that is talking about um, believing in spirits and then um, angels of the Lord. So, you know, if a spirit comes down, um, you know, there are certain criteria of what a spirit of the Lord would say versus an enemy. Um, That's what that's talking about. So that's why I sort of believe that maybe Mr. Sullivan made a little mistake there which is totally all good. No worries, Mr. Sullivan. You are chilling, my guy. Okay, verse 7. Beloved, such a Bible word, you know. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and everyone everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. The one who does not love does not know God, for God is love. By this, the love of God was manifested in us, that God has sent his only begotten son, only begotten son into the worlds that we may live through him. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that God, or but that he loved us and sent his son to be the prop, that's a word right there, propitiation, propitiation (laughs) for our sins. That is too big of a word for my dyslexic mind. Um, See, through 12 here. So verse 11, uh, Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought to love one another. No one has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God abides in us and his love is perfected in us. So my assignment there was to write down, and I apologize for how bad I am at reading, especially when the camera's on me. It makes me panic. Um, But I was told to write down 10 different things that I learned there. And I got a point off, and Mr. Sullivan, we might have... um, an issue here, but I got a point off because he didn't understand um, when I made a point to say that, you know, the spirits, um, the spirit sent from God will listen to us and will we'll proclaim Jesus' deity. He didn't understand that answer. And I think it's because he didn't mean to put verse six in there, but all good. It's all good. Um, it's okay. Not mad at all. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here's what I picked up um, from that passage. And one is that we are called to love, and there's no, no debating that. Um, I, 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 we are called to love one another. We are not called to, to, to take up arms um, and hate over, over you know, random things, right? We are not called to uh, be angry at the Black Lives Matter movement, and we are not called to, um, to take issue with things like that of this world, right? We are called to love through that. And there's a fine line that you have to draw there, but that is absolutely the truth in that we are, we are designed and we are created and called to love. And in my opinion, there is no debating that. And you can't debate that either because Mr. Sullivan said, I got that Ding, right. Okay. Um, love is from God. Uh, I think we already talked about that a little bit. That seems pretty obvious, but that is something that I picked up from that verse and, and reassured my mind is that love is absolutely from God. Um, I love a lot of worldly things because I am a broken sinner. Um, but the love that I'm called to have for one another, that comes from God, absolutely. Um, acts of love from others comes from God's gift of love. Um, I thought that was really impactful for me is that um, sometimes I think that, you know, I'm a really insecure person and I don't deserve love, but, you know, the love from my wife also comes from God. And I think that's a really beautiful thing. And that the love that comes from my kids, that's a love that has come from God because God has gifted us with the ability to love as human beings. The love I have from my mother is something that, um, I feel undeserving of at times as well, but, um, you know, that comes from God as well. And I think that's an amazing gift is that, um, being loved and is an amazing thing. And I think that, uh, that comes from God. So 
let's see what else is interesting here that I wrote. Um, God manifested his love for us by sending Jesus to die for our sins. Everyone knows, uh, most people know what John 3.16 means and is, um, but um, that is absolutely the truth, is that there is no greater sign of love that was manifested from God than when he sent his one and only son to die for our sins. Um, That one's super, super cool to me, and I love just, even just reading that, even though it's my words there, which, you know, pat myself on the back. Um, Let's see here. Sorry, I'm also taking a break from work, um, and uh, everyone is messaging in my work right now. So, um, And then my watch is telling me to breathe, which, you know, don't love that. Okay. So that was uh, 1 John chapter 4. That was one of my answers there. Obviously, I didn't go um, all into it, um, and I'm not going to go too much into the next one. I think that this is pr- a pretty good place to stop. Um, actually, let's see how far we've gone here. Yeah, we're about 33 minutes. That's about where I'm going to try and keep these podcasts at, where I'm just kind of talking about my schoolwork. Um, yeah, so to review, um, I'm, I'm super glad that you guys have tuned into this episode. Um, the podcast is going to be taking a turn and shifting in a different direction. I will never not be um, my goofy self. Um, I have a guy who listens to this podcast, Josh Depew, who he calls me Fernando Silver now. That's my name because that's what I said I would change my name to if I could change my name. Um, I love that. I love the goofiness that I have on here and that won't change. However, um, you know, I do have goals for this podcast and it's goals to be something a little bit more, um, in depth. And I want to, um, use it as an avenue to continue to pursue ministry. I want to share what I'm learning with you. Um, those who are interested and, uh, yeah, so the flavor is going to change a little bit on this podcast and that's hundred percent. Okay. Um, and I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode, episode 15, the big turning point episode, and, uh, I'm going to go and wrap it up there, but thank you so much for, uh, for tuning in. And also another shout out that I will be doing a public podcast recording event in Montrose, Pennsylvania, um, this Saturday from 9 AM until about noon. Um, let me see here if I can get an address. Mm-hmm. Okay. Struggling. Mm-hmm. Struggling. I'm struggling. Where's that address? Where's that address? I can't find it. Oh, shoot. Well, I don't know. Um, yeah, I'll, it'll be on my social media page if you're interested in attending. Um, I'll be buying free coffee uh, in order to uh, meet some new people there. So I'm looking forward to meeting some of the wonderful people of Montrose. Um, if you're from Montrose, I can tell you that it's it's going to be at where the old furniture place on Church Street used to be. So there you go. But anyways, thanks so much for tuning in. I really appreciate it. This has been the Happy Raccoon Podcast, episode 15. Five. Thanks so much. 